and greetings beautiful beings good morning good evening good afternoon wherever you are in the world and welcome back or welcome to the spirituality i am your hostess miraculous activist jonada and today we are closing up one season yet opening up to another as we sort of merge the two harnessing the power of this beautiful leo full moon happening in aquarius and tapping into the feline medicine the feline medicine is going to be a big part of the spirituality it is a big part of the spirituality always has been always will be and today we are really going to introduce it i will be introducing my own feline medicine as we walk through this portal of initiation there's going to be a big clearing we are going to do a big past life clearing of atlantis um it's really going to help us align with what's about to begin unfolding with this us pluto return i'm sensing between the 24th and 26th of february 2022 we will really start to kick off and see the themes that are going to be popping up um and escalating over this decade So what we are going to do is we are going to clear the parallel lifetime that was happening in Atlantis um which happened in the age of Leo. So why is this relevant now? So we are moving into the age of Aquarius. The age of Leo is opposite. Op- um Aquarius and Leo are opposite from each other. So on this leo full moon while we are in the season of aquarius while the sun is in aquarius we are at 27 degrees of aquarius and is 27 degrees of leo with the moon and the sun so what is this opening up how is this about atlantis and how does this tie into the us pluto return well atlantis was real. So let's just go ahead and, you know, breathe into that. Yes, validating that Atlantis was real along with many other civilizations and golden ages that existed throughout history, even if we don't yet have recorded proof of it, it will be coming and I will be sharing a lot of it. This is what we're shifting into. We're starting to bring it all out into the open now because that is what Pluto is asking us to do. This is why I've had to sit in silence and really integrate a lot of it. I had to come to terms with it myself. My human vessel had to come to terms with all of the stuff that was going to come out and all the stuff that I was going to be bringing out and all of my experiences um and the lifetimes that I've lived because truth be told I have access to all of that you know it's um working with the akashic has gotten me very very far and I'm going to be sharing a lot and also teaching a lot about that and how you can access that for yourself and um sharing my own memories that will inevitably trigger your own and helping you navigate that journey because it is a journey like you know I have mentioned time and time again on this podcast. So, back to Aquarius and Leo, Atlantis, US Pluto return, what the fuck is that? So, in the age of Leo, this was the time of Atlantis. Atlantis was a continent that existed between North America and Europe and um, you know, kind of in that general vicinity of the Atlantic, hence the name Atlantis. 
So that civilization, um, it had many, it actually had, you know, a, a number of cataclysmic events where it kind of like, you know, started over and, you know, it had, it had all of those things, just like, you know, we have as humans, you know, we've had ice ages and then we've had, you know, incredible times of technological advances and leaps in consciousness and stuff. So the same with Atlantis. However, the only difference here specifically is that when Atlantis was started, it was started with technology. You know, the beings that started Atlantis were not from Earth. They were from other places. And so they came to seed Atlantis as well as other civilizations throughout our very rich history because earth being a dense third dimensional plane being a physical place that you can come to and and the climate and everything that it provides the atmosphere there's so much that can be experimented with and this is what we're in right now you know you've probably heard people talking about the great experiment the United States being a great experiment, and it is, and it's similar to Atlantis as well as Lemuria, but I want to focus on Atlantis specifically in this one. I'm really feeling Atlantis very strongly. Um, and so in the age of Leo, we, we see a time in Atlantis of, um, you know, great enlightenment, a lot of creativity, and there's a lot of um, attitude, for lack of a better word. There's a lot of ego, you know, it's like, it's like th they came so far in their development that they were just so experimental and very scientific. This wasn't, at this point in Atlantis, it wasn't very spiritual. It had very much shifted into scientific and technology, and that's where they kind of lost the plot. But, you know, it had, it had spiritual components um, before, but in, in this age specifically that relates to the United States. It was very technologically advanced, consciousness was very high, and they were exploring, you know, other aspects of the planet, um, connecting with other beings on different parts of the planet, because, you know, this was, this was, you know, 25,000 years ago. So it, lo it looked very different to, you know, the way things look now. And um, so they, they had, you know, the ability to take advantage of that, given their technology and their ability to travel and all that stuff. Um, they took advantage of that and they took advantage of, you know, many beings um, as well. And, that, and that's for later. But when we are looking at this specific period that I am wanting us to tap into for the healing that we're going to do, this is a time where... Atlantis is kind of at this, this choice that they have to make as a collective consciousness as to what road they're going to take. And the road that they end up taking is the road that ends up leading to their downfall. And we, um, as a human species now, um, and as it ties into the United States, we are, as a collective, at the same pivotal point, the same choice a lot is going to be coming to the surface in the U.S. Pluto return. And given that the United States is an incredibly influential country in the world, in the matrix that we live in, it's going to create a global shift. You know, whether you live in the United States or whether you're halfway across the world and, and don't even know what the fuck is happening, you're still going to be pulled into it energetically because this is collective. And collective is the age of Aquarius. So 
Whereas Leo was very much, you know, as they chose to go down the path that led to their downfall, I don't want to say the wrong choice. I feel like, you know, it's subjective and it's all part of the learning experience. Um, but the choice that led them to, you know, the end of their civilization, it, it's kind of, you know, it, 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 it um, embodied the the no, sort of negative aspects that we associate with Leo in terms of you know the the real pretension and the pride and um, that sort of you know very egoic like you know whole so holier than thou you know I am the king and everyone else is shit sort of you know nobody can fuck with me very arrogant you know vibe. And, you know, we can see that arrogance in the United States as well as, you know, with other, you know, previous empires, you know, Romans, the, the British, you know, everyone has a, has a sort of, you know, dickish vibe to them <laughs> when, you know, they get to a certain place of evolution and power and when they're sort of like leading things and on the... Um, the precipice of a lot of discovery and innovation. So they chose to go down the egoic route. They chose to completely detach from their source and tune into the artificial intelligence and the technology and all of the things that they were developing um, and going way overboard with that, completely you know, depleting their resources and causing great harm to other beings around them in order to sustain the resources, you know, by stealing it from other people. Oh, doesn't that sound fucking familiar? You know, that was Leo, though. And that, you know, was part of what needed to happen. And even though, you know, there there isn't much written about Atlantis, you know, we don't have history on it in terms of, like, you know, the history that we have in the more recent years, you know, in the past 2,000 years, even though that is questionable as fuck, Question everything. Use your intuition. Do not always trust what is in history books, children. But I digress. Even though there isn't much written about Atlantis, you know, we all can collectively feel that there's something wrong here. You know, it, even if it's a very muted feeling, it's still something that is, you know, being triggered deep within that is causing us to sort of question like, hey, this sort of seems familiar are we going down a similar path? And the age of Aquarius is, you know, what we're moving into now. And I said that and it was 11-11 on the timer. That's so fucking cool. I, you know what? Synchronicities never get fucking old. I don't give a fuck how long you're on the spiritual journey. Like, whenever you see an 11-11, a 444-222, like, you know, take a moment and celebrate, bitch. But anyway, the age of Aquarius is... It's supposed to be the age of unity. It's it's the tribe. It's the humanitarian, the water bearer, the one who finds the water and shares it with everyone instead of like drinking it all for themselves, which would be more of like, you know, age of Leo. So we're coming to this point where it's like we're, we're starting to, you know, feel like we need to come together, especially given the fact that we have been separated. And it's like, of course, we've been fucking separated. You know, we're being tried right now, kids. Hold on tight. It's going to get harder before it gets easier. But we're building new earth. So let's just fucking go for it. So are we going to make those same mistakes by going fully into 
technology, um, virtual reality, all of that sort of stuff. Are we going to completely lose ourselves to that the way that we did before? Or are we going to use all the things that we have been creating, all of the technology that's been coming to us and probably being shared with us from star nations and, you know, things that have been hidden from us, but are going to be coming to the surface. If you know, you know, <laughs> but like, are we going to use all of these innovations and creations and inventions and stuff to bring ourselves back to spirituality and merge the two? Because that's what ascension is. It's like, how can we remember our connection to source and sustain ourselves with the connection to source while creating? And how can we be of service with what we create? You know, so many incredible things are being created right now in terms of technology and development. And it's only going to get, you know, more and more impressive as we go further and further along. But are we going to lose ourselves to it or are we going to use it to create new paradigms? Because, you know, we can't continue living the way that we have and all of the things that are being created can't be sustained in these old infrastructures that we seem to want to be holding on to. That's really interesting, you know, all of this stuff because the US Pluto return is happening in the sign of Capricorn, which is infrastructures and hierarchical order. And just very, it's very structured and very restricted and very contracting energy. And as we move into Aquarius, which is like the antithesis of that, it's like, let's fucking break down these barriers and let's just all come together as one awesome fucking collective. How are we going to shift? And what is that process going to look like? I mean, obviously it's going to be painful because anything that requires birthing is a painful and like very arduous process. It's not something that happens very easily. Ask any, you know, any mother who's given birth and they will tell you that, you know, those nine to 10 months that they were going through the process, it wasn't fucking easy, you know, for the most part, unless they were just very lucky. But overall, you'll get that feedback. And same with anyone who's ever done anything to create something and, you know, see it through the process. Because once you create something, once you give birth to something, you don't just abandon it. Well, hopefully you, you want to see it through, especially if it's something that, you know, you truly believe in. If it's something you're very passionate about Cre going through the creative process and birthing and then like parenting your, your, you know, little creative children, whatever it is that you've created, whether they're actual children or, or projects or businesses, whatever. How are you going to go about that? And so as we go through this collective birthing process, reviewing and looking back at everything that we've overcome and that we've gone through over the last 2000 years, as we like reevaluate the age of Pisces. And I mean, I would take it further back. I would go back at least 5,000 years. I mean, I would go all the fucking way back if I could, but you know, Let's let's look at the age of Pisces and the age of Aries and like, let's see what we can learn from from that, you know, so with the age of Aries, this is the age of imperialism and the age of empires and 
war and claiming territory and like, you know, basically like sticking flags and different fucking structures and shit in different places to kind of claim things. It's like we came far enough and it's like now we want to go out and we want to like fucking, you know, conquer the world. As we moved into Pisces, which was supposed to kind of heal all of that, which is, you know, when we had our first, well, not our first, but in our most recent history, our first touchdown of Christ consciousness, you know, 2000 years ago, it was supposed to be like, okay, yeah, we conquered a bunch of shit. Now let's heal all of that and let's move into an age of unconditional love and like how that can look. And rather, you know, it turned into um, war on, uh, you know, war over Christ or war about Christ, war about religion, all of that stuff, rather than just shifting into like a fucking healed space but whatever. So it's like we're healing we're healing, you know, these wounds that are tied into religious beliefs, in governmental beliefs because they're intertwined and also just survival stuff that we've gone through over the past 5000 years and various populations being enslaved and all of that sort of stuff. It's like, okay, we're moving into the age of the tribe now. Are we going to move into an age of a wounded tribe? Like, are we going to come together, but like secretly go and like stab each other in each other's huts when, you know, the other's sleeping? No, like we need to heal that shit. So now that we are at a point where our consciousness is really expanding on such a profound level and it's it's very palpable now that things are shifting and people are really seeing through the veils i mean veils are you know fucking see through anyway so it's like of course it wasn't going to cover much for long bitch we need to come together and realize that what needs to happen is a massive clearing and a massive healing on a collective scale. And how do we get to that point? Well, it has to start with a few and then it's it's a ripple effect. So it's like, if you're doing the work and maybe you have you know friends or family that are also doing their own healing work on themselves as well. And it's just like, as we begin to go within and better ourselves, so too do we see it ripple out into our external reality. And um, you probably begin to see relationships shift because that's what happens. You know, this is a, a world of mirrors. Everything is always being mirrored back to us. So yeah, so that's, that's where we're at with that. So Atlantis, I want to regress us back to Atlantis. We're going to do a visual meditation and... Um, we are going to be working with feline medicine. This is very ancient medicine. This is something that I, to my knowledge, hasn't really been shared with, at least, I mean, I don't know. This is something that I've been doing for eons. So <laughs> we're gonna go with that. But yes, we're gonna be working with some very strong feline medicine, um, bringing that through. And it's going to be a visual journey. Um, it's, it's going to be a somatic journey as well. I'm anticipating that this is actually going to be quite somatic. So as always, just make sure you're in a good space to where you can receive, you can, you know, lay down or sit down. 
um, undisturbed without any sort of like needing to tend to, you know, anything serious, operating heavy machinery, etc. I know it sounds it sounds weird and it sounds extreme, but you know it we're going to be shifting into a, a different space in a different time and um the work that we're going to be doing is going to be really important it's going to create a huge shift and um yeah i'm excited to bring to bring in this medicine finally it's finally time the felines are here and they're, <laughs> and they're ready they're ready and I'm ready to bring them to you. And the way that we're going to work with the feline medicine today is just introducing them energetically. So it won't be visual. You may see or receive them, but it's more so we're just going to feel them and they will be assisting us on this journey. So let's go ahead and get into it. All right. Let's go ahead and begin by tuning into our breath to sort of bring some calmness and serenity into our bodies and our minds and our hearts as we go on this visual journey to Atlantis. So we'll begin by breathing in through the nose And exhaling out through the mouth, allowing yourself to really bring in some nice breath into the chest, the heart, the lungs expand, the diaphragm expands, holding for just a moment, and then exhaling like a sigh of relief. effortless, weightless sensation. Inhaling in through the nose and exhaling out through the mouth. Continuing this breathing pattern as you begin to relax. As we begin to venture. So as you continue to breathe in and out, allow yourself to begin to focus in on your mind's eye, allowing it to open with each breath that you take. Clear on each exhalation. And as it begins to widen, you begin to prepare to receive this beautiful healing journey. Inhaling in and exhaling out. Go ahead and begin to visualize this beautiful 
front of you. Nothing too bright, too offensive, just very inviting, beckoning you to come closer. As you begin to breathe, you begin to move closer into this light. And as you begin to move closer into this light, your crown chakra begins to spiral open. As you begin to feel the energy of your higher self, your own divine light, pouring into you now. This beautiful white, iridescent, sparkling light begins to fill your crown, pouring over you and through you and into you. It's like a little bird bath. nourishing you, this holy mother's milk begins to pour in now, breathing in and out as it begins to fill the top of your head, pouring down coating your pineal gland and washing anything that's calcifying it and at the discernment of your higher self if you choose you can ask now for a pineal gland upgrade to allow yourself to see more clearly in all ways would like that, you can say yes. Breathing into that. Allowing that to soften and soothe and cleanse this beautiful energy begins to flow further down your being, arriving now at your throat. Pouring into your throat. You might feel some tension in your throat, some tightness. and breathe into that and if you say yes allow your higher self now to go ahead and remove any tightness or any discomfort in the throat chakra and realign and upgrade that area now Allowing the throat to open 
you breathe into it, feel the air flow through with much more ease. Any tightness that remains will begin to dissipate as the energy begins to move down into your heart now. Flooding your heart and your thymus. This light begins to pulsate. And as it pulsates, it begins to radiate further and further out. As it begins to pulsate and radiate further and further out, it begins to release any blockages in the back of the heart, the shoulder blades, and if you say yes, allowing your higher self to clear, cleanse, and upgrade this area now. flows further down now in the solar plexus. Filling your solar plexus up with light. Sensing this gorgeous radiant sunlight beginning to beam from the center of your abdomen. as this nourishing light of your higher self begins to fill it. Cleanse it and clear it. And if you say yes, allowing an upgrade to occur through the discernment of your higher self now, discomfort to begin to dissipate in conjunction with the rhythm of your breath as the light pours deeper and further down into your body now in your sacral chakra. places and spaces within you that are wounded where the ego is concerned especially
this is a creative clearing any sort of issues in terms of your own creativity allowing the light to go ahead and just sit there with it holding it like you'd be held by a very loving parent or friend the way that you would comfort a child who had their feelings hurt and if you say yes allowing your higher self now to begin to clear away any creative turmoil and wounding and upgrading this area allowing a clear creative stream to flow unobstructed and pure continues to hold and clear and cleanse that area it travels down deeper into the root pouring in and completely filling it up just completely filling it up a new full tank in your root chakra being activated now if you say yes allowing strength and vitality to flow in courage to take heart to new endeavors and new experiences new relationships stepping into your path your Dharma committing more to your personal healing knowing that everything that you are touching is directly not only affecting you but the collective at large and knowing that you have the strength to do what it takes To be seen and heard in this lifetime. So as your body is filled with the light of your higher self and as we allow our bodies to continue to heal and upgrade, we now stand in a place where we can take our journey to Atlantis. So I want to invite you now to activate the part within you that is your creative self, 
your creative inner child who knows no imagination bounds and who can see and explore everything and anything and um, witness and observe and learn. So as we tune into that, knowing that our bodies are safe at home, being held in the arms of our higher selves, receiving upgrades and cleansing and clearing, we are now in a space to voyage, inviting all of you now to board this ship with me that we are going to take to Atlantis. So I want you to begin to envision this incredible futuristic ship, maybe something you've never seen before. It's this all-white spacecraft that we're going to get on board and it's opening up now the ramp is opening and i'm standing there and i'm inviting you to come on board so go ahead and come on i promise it's going to be really really cool and if there's any hesitation or if your ego structure is like what what are you doing just let's just have some fun shall we so let's all get on board and even if you're questioning it that's okay we're still gonna go okay good we're all on board now so we're gonna go ahead and we're going to take off and we're going to fly over the Atlantic Ocean but this is not going to be the Atlantic Ocean that we are used to seeing. This is the Atlantic Ocean that once held the beautiful city of Atlantis. So as we begin to approach Atlantis, we begin to see a lot of greenery, a lot of land islands, clear blue waters, a beautiful sunrise is happening as we arrive in Atlantis and as the sun is rising and as we're coming in closer and as we're flying in closer, we begin to see beautiful fields agriculture, people working, planting, harvesting, and then as we move further into the city, into the second ring, we begin to see more development, more city, more of a mix. Begin to notice what you see around you. What is your higher self showing you? What does this very ancient yet futuristic city look like? Begin to notice the architecture of the buildings. The very ancient carvings on what look like very modern buildings. 
cobblestone streets. The people around and what they look like. Moving in closer into the most inner ring of the city now. We are in the city center of Atlantis. And it is very impressive here. Begin to realize that the ship we're on isn't very different to what's also flying around. And let's just begin to observe and tap into the collective energy of Atlantis and what that feels like. You may begin to notice that it's a quite cold atmosphere. Not very hospitable in the inner ring. Not very friendly. The people here, they seem to have so much, yet they seem so miserable. This is a time in Atlantis where the Atlanteans are beginning to realize something very wrong is happening. They don't know what, but there's a sense that something, something off is occurring. At the discernment of your higher self, and if you feel called to, I invite you now to tap into the lifetime that you lived during this period of Atlantis, during this time that you have recognized that we have just journeyed to. And to meet that aspect of yourself as much as you are able to. Allowing yourself to be face to face, eye to eye, heart to heart, 
with this aspect of you in this particular lifetime in Atlantis. Allowing yourself to receive any downloads of information that are relevant to your present lifetime in this incarnation now at the discernment of your higher self if you say yes. As this aspect of yourself from this incarnation in Atlantis begins to transfer this information to you now. And as this energetic exchange begins to happen, if you so choose and say yes, allowing your higher self to in turn offer this aspect, this Atlantean lifetime, a healing and karmic clearing. upon you in this lifetime to begin to be healed, cleansed, cleared, integrated, allowing all karmic contracts that are no longer in resonance to dissolve into the light of your higher self and into the light source of all that is. Sitting here with this aspect of your Atlantean self, allowing this beautiful energetic exchange to occur yourself in 
embracing it, blessing it, sending it love and peace. knowing that it is done. We will take one last little look at Atlantis. As we begin to ascend up higher and higher, we see the beautiful city of Atlantis and its three rings. The islands on the outside of it. And before we come back, we visit one of these outer islands. ourselves to descend onto this outer island of Atlantis. Walk out and look around and see that it's quite empty, deserted, old structures abandoned it's very dusty you may begin to feel some tickling in your throat allowing the dust to settle As we explore this area that we've landed on, we begin to get a sense that perhaps something very wrong happened here. And as we are fully in connection with our higher selves and with this Atlantean aspect of ourselves, if we so choose, and say yes. We have the opportunity to heal what happened here on this outer island. Offering prayers of reconciliation and clearing karmic wounds 
old karmic bonds and ties. Allowing the light of our higher selves to pour into this area now, this island, and as it does so, witnessing all of this dust begin to clear. As the dust begins to rise, almost like a tornado, and it begins to transmute into these beautiful gems. The sand transmutes into this crystalline, etheric, beautiful stardust, alchemizing this lifetime in Atlantis and knowing on a very deep level that this healing is being carried through into this lifetime, helping us balance and recalibrate and realign and see that we indeed hold the power. awareness inhaling in and out beginning to wiggle your fingers and your toes coming fully back into the body in ten nine, eight, seven, everything is alchemizing, healing, and integrating, six, five, four, three, you are safe, you are whole, two, and one back into our conscious awareness, fully present in our bodies, in our environments, and in our breath. Until next time, take care.